Hey legend, welcome to World Domination. I'm your host, Monica Ferguson, New Zealand girl, mindset coach, here to help you thrive, to help you heal, to help you overcome all those old feelings of unworthiness and fear and limits and doubts, and help you to step into the greatness that you are literally created for. I bring you amazing people from all around the world to inspire and empower you. So let's get into it. Hey, hey, beautiful people. How's it going? Mon here. And let's just get into it, shall we? Because this is a doozy. This is a real doozy, you guys. Um, triggers. Getting triggered by other people. Right, there's actually so much that we could talk about in this episode. So I'm going to be kind of general. And what I invite you to do is apply this to whatever area of your life you're feeling really triggered by. Okay. But the basic premise and I'm already into this, we're 30 seconds in, I'm just going to drop it like it's hot. The basic premise of this episode is that your triggers are all about you, okay? I know, it's very inconvenient, it's very annoying. Like, it's much easier to be in a position where we can just be angry and reactive and blame everyone else for our problems, but the thing is, the very fact that we're triggered says that it's something internal within us, right? And I want to give you guys some examples of this as we go through okay because again like there's so much that we could speak into but you know how like if let's say your best friend snaps at you one day and you're like oh that's really out of character that's weird she must be having a bad day right it's really easy for you to separate yourself from that sometimes other people would absolutely obsess about that kind of thing, right? And they'd be like, oh my God, what have I done? I'm going to say in a in a baseline situation where you have pretty, pretty like normal self-worth, you can see that someone's obviously going through something. So I'm not going to make this about me, right? But then in other situations in our life, you will make it about you. Now, what's going on there? It's the context, right? So what's happening is that in certain situations, your belief systems get triggered, and in others, they don't. Now, I have learned this the hard way, you guys. I'm probably going to reveal heaps of stuff about myself, but I have learned so much on my journey where it's actually insane to see how what I thought was happening and what actually happened were two extremely different scenarios. But Let's geek out again on the subconscious mind for a second, right? Where we know the subconscious mind and its infinite wisdom <laughs> operates through this process called generalize, distort, and delete. Now, we know that the subconscious mind is in charge, right? It's our filtration system. It's 98% of our mind. And so because it can't actually physically process all this information that's hitting us every single second, it has figured out a system to filter that information down based on what it deems is most important. And it does that through generalize, distort, and delete. Okay. So it's literally generalizing things that are happening. It's distorting it to make it fit and it's deleting things, which means that you're always going to view things through your current set of beliefs. You're not seeing things as they truly are. You're seeing things as you are. So, oh, Oh, she's getting she's getting vulnerable. She's getting hot in here. I'm actually thinking about some of the people that have been my greatest teachers, right? 
The people that trigger you the most are your greatest teachers. They are like a sacred mirror. They are holding it up for you and showing you your shit. And I can tell you that those triggers are blocking you from getting what you want. So I truly am mostly now at a point where when I notice that I'm triggered by something or someone, I go internal. I'm like, oh, what's this showing me? Like, what's going on within me that that upset me or that hurt me or that really pissed me off? Like, what is that about? Understanding that it's not about them, it's about me. Because the very fact that I'm upset, the very fact that I've had an emotional response shows that there's a part of me that agrees. And that's the real issue here. So when I think about, like, my mum has probably been one of my greatest mirrors (laughs) Um, and has triggered so much stuff. For me and it's based on belief systems that I formed as a kid especially around physical stuff body not feeling good enough right so what would happen is that every single thing she would say I would view through the lens of you don't think I'm good enough you don't think I'm good enough so I would have this emotional reaction or I would just like shut down and ignore her for days and I'd be festering over you know she said something and I'm really upset about it And then I would like release and process the emotion. And then I'd come back to that situation and I'd look at it and be like, oh my God, that's not even what she meant. But because my belief system was, she doesn't think I'm good enough. She doesn't believe in me. Every single thing that she did, I viewed through that lens, right? Now I'm going to take you guys way back to when I first got super serious um, about personal development. I've been big into it for like a decade, but I hired my first coach, which was like a real investment into myself, right? And this would have been like five years ago. And she introduced me to journaling. And she asked me to start angry journaling. (laughs) So what I started to do was basically write letters. Now, never send them. This is the key. You never send them. But I actually started journaling. And I'd write letters to people because I had so much pain and anger and all these things. And they triggered me constantly. My family were the greatest triggers for me, right? Because I had all this resentment and pain. And so journaling gave me an opportunity to actually process that and purge it and transmute it into something else. And I remember I was journaling about my mum and I just allowed myself to kind of like explode on the page, right? Like rage on the page. And I wrote all my, my rage. And as I was writing, I wrote something and it was, you never support me, right? And then I read that, like I looked at it and it was this pivotal moment where I was like, is that even true? Like, what the heck? I'm all charged up and raging. Is that even true? And because our subconscious mind is a genius, right? Because it's present at every single moment, every single event of our entire lives. When I asked a better question, like I changed my focus from, you know, you don't think I'm good enough and and all these negative fears and stories that I was projecting onto her. And I asked a better question, which was, is that actually true? Right? Like I challenged my own thinking. And guess what? The first thing that popped into my head was a Facebook post that she had made when I started this podcast. And she'd put it on Facebook. She is not a social media person. And she's also not a words of affirmation person, right? I am. But so she had um posted my podcast and she'd written on it how proud of me she was and that I'm the bravest person that she knows 
And so in this moment, that makes me want to cry even now because this was this just changed my whole life, you know. I went from having all these stories and all this pain that I was just projecting out onto everyone to having this 180 moment where I was like, oh my God, that's not even true. I've been holding on to all this rage and all this anger and I've been believing and then reinforcing that belief by, you know, by saying and focusing on the fact that, oh, she doesn't think I'm good enough. Actually, she does. Actually, she's she thinks that I'm the bravest person that she knows. Is that what someone would say if they didn't actually believe in you? You know? And this is the key, right? Because we do not see things as they are. We see things as we are. I really want you guys to absorb that. I really want you to understand the power that you have to actually create a scenario that's not even true. You know, like they say, there are three sides to every story. One, you know, one person's side, the other person's side, and then the truth. And it's absolutely accurate. Because your subconscious mind is 100% of the time filtering things based on your belief system. And so chances are, you've got some beliefs that, you know, where you feel like, mm, I'm not good enough. I don't feel worthy. I don't feel good enough. Even if we're working on this stuff, right? Every new level, every new layer requires us to go deeper. So these are things that I'm always navigating. And the more that I stretch and expand out of my comfort zone, I have to go through another layer of this. And then sometimes you think, what? Like, I've already dealt with this problem. What the heck? But you have dealt with it. What you're doing now is dealing with a deeper layer. And remember, we live in, the, in a universe of contrast where the deeper you go, the higher you rise. Right? So think about like a trampoline. You bounce down and an equal measure to the depth, the degree that you go down, you bounce up equally as high on the other side. This is exactly the same when we're talking about emotional work, right? So this is this is never ever wasted. Every time that we can sit with this and go within, we're literally changing everything. But we need to understand that we have such power within us to totally change how we feel without the external world actually changing. So we might think so and so said something to us and I'm, you know, going to hold a grudge and I'm not going to forgive them until they apologize. But what we need to understand is that that person what we're actually upset about is the part of us that believes it's true. That's the thing that's hurting us. It's not them right? So what we need to be able to do in these situations is go, oh, why am I so triggered? Like, why did that hurt me so much? And then trust your own instincts, trust your own response to that. Like, okay, so that actually really hurt me because there's a part of me that doesn't feel good enough. It, it's triggered me into feeling like I'm not good enough. Oh, okay. And then you can go like reframe it. Is that what she meant? No, of course not. Okay, cool. And you create this sense of peace within yourself without actually the external thing needing to change. Now, this happens all the freaking time, right? Now, here's something else I want you guys to commit to memory for the rest of your life, okay? And that is that you have the power to assign meaning to things. You're always assigning meaning, right? So, let's talk about. Let's put this in the context of a job, okay? 
let's say there's a job that you find and it's so exciting and you love it and you're like, yes, this is mine, this is for me, and you apply for it and you don't get it. What is the story that you tell yourself in that moment? Is it, oh, well, that's all good because something even better is coming. Obviously, like, my skills would be wasted there. Or is it, oh, my God, they don't want me. I'm not good enough. I can't believe I'm such a failure. I don't feel, you know, I don't feel good enough. I don't feel worthy. And do you beat yourself up? Because for most of us, that default is what we've been doing our entire lives, right? And in New Zealand, our freaking tall poppy syndrome and our horrible emotional intelligence, well, we are not taught any of this stuff, right? This is what we do. Or we go, oh, she'll be right, and we shove it down, and we don't deal with it. Now, when it comes to the mind, there is no such thing as not dealing with something. If you're not actually facing it and dealing with it, like, in the moment that it happens, you're repressing it. And what happens when you repress something? Well, you push it down into your subconscious mind. Now, just because you're not thinking about it doesn't mean it's not running in the background, right? Out of sight, out of mind, not true when it comes to mindset, okay? Because if there's something that you're like, I don't want to look at that, and you distract yourself with something else, it's still your dominant belief, right? Now, I'm going to give context in this because this is something I see everywhere. And it's this kind of new thing that we're starting to see where like women are really rising up, right? Which is beautiful to see. I love it. But what we're seeing is a lot of, um, it's not, it's not embodied. It's not true. It's not honest, right? What we're seeing is a lot of people acting like I'm a queen, right? I see it all the time on social media. It's this sort of slay, I'm a queen energy. Now, if you believe that, that's incredible. That's going to rock your world and create such an incredible life for you. But if you're pretending, which is what most people are, they're using it kind of like a mask, right? If they act like, yeah, I'm so, I'm so amazing and I love myself and, you know, you should be so lucky to take me on a date kind of thing, then like that's only operating at the two to five percent of your mind that's conscious. If the 95 to 98% thinks, but I'm not good enough, everyone leaves me, everyone abandons me, I'm unworthy, I'm terrified of being alone, um, I'm afraid I'm not good enough, that wins, okay? Just to go over this again, subconscious mind is there for your safety. It doesn't want you feeling pain. It doesn't want you in situations where you could potentially get hurt. It wants you exactly where you are for the rest of your life. That's where it's happy. You're not happy there, right? But your subconscious mind is because it knows how to protect you in that situation. So what we're really talking about is aligning the subconscious and the conscious, right? So we want amazing self-worth. We want amazing self-love. We want an identity that's so powerful that enables us to thrive. A belief system where I am so worthy of abundance. I'm incredible. I'm amazing. I'm talented. This isn't arrogance. This is healthy self-respect and confidence, right? Because as we know, you will create your life based on your beliefs, right? Because it's happening at an unconscious level. Your, your subconscious mind is going to filter your reality to give you evidence of what you believe to be true. Not what you pretend to be true on the surface, but what you dominantly down to your core believe to be true. This is why we have to heal. We have to have those those moments of 
like ugly crying and releasing this stuff from from our body it's all stored up in there right when we release the emotional charge guess what we're not triggered anymore because have you noticed that sometimes you get triggered by things that it seems odd like it seems really odd that that it would trigger you but it's actually because it's triggered something else so like um I'm just trying to think of an example. Um, I don't know. Someone's like cuts you off in traffic or is rude to you, and you have a really like heightened reaction, like way more than, you know, like yeah, it's annoying and it's it's rude, but like, where you have a real reaction. Someone doesn't like something on Facebook or whatever, you know, like a real reaction. And it's because it's triggered a wound in you. It has triggered something to your core. Why are you so upset? That's the real question, right? Why are you so reactive to something from a stranger or something that's way out of your control? And let's come back to that assigning meaning thing. Okay, so you've obviously assigned a meaning to that experience where you've gone, oh, they did this. They purposely didn't like my post on Facebook because they don't think that I'm good enough. That's what your mind has done, right? Because if that's your dominant belief that I'm not good enough, you are going to find evidence of this everywhere. And this is why I am so passionate about speaking about the subconscious mind so freaking much because it's literally running our lives. Our power to create happiness, health, success, money, impact, all of that good stuff, love every single part of it, comes down to our subconscious mind and because it is outside of our conscious awareness we have to learn how to go inward we have to learn how to be self-aware how to reflect how to take responsibility again not things that we're taught how to do so initially when you actually start tuning into yourself and and listening to your thoughts and your beliefs and the stories and the lack that you're telling yourself all day every day it's quite a lot it's quite confronting right and and as you as for you you guys who follow me and have heard a lot of my podcasts you'll know that I'm always talking about self-compassion and self-forgiveness right and i think that it is such an important part not even like i think it's the most important part because once we get serious about wanting to create change we have to take responsibility for all of it And that is hard, especially when we've got, you know, we've assigned meaning to things and there's all sorts of shame caught up in it. There's all sorts of fear and feeling unworthy and feeling not good enough and feeling like a failure and, and like being so critical on ourselves and like thinking we should have been better and we should have, you know, we should be further along. And honestly, these are the emotions that I understand why it stops people from doing the work. But again, there's no such thing as outrunning it, right? We can either face it with grace, with compassion, with self-love, holding space for ourselves. And in these these acts, through this process of going within and healing, we create the greatest version of ourselves. We get to reprogram our subconscious mind with a, an identity and beliefs that actually support us in creating whatever it is that we want to create or we bypass it, right? And if you look around, like I want to remind everyone of what masking is. 
um, because you see it everywhere. And after we talk about it here, you will see it everywhere. Pull that song in my head. Um, I think it's Pitbull. He's like, everywhere, everywhere. That's going to be in my head for the rest of the day. But masking, right? Things that we do that distract us from being present, from feeling our true feelings. It's like avoidance, right? And we are incredibly good at it. And why do we do it? Well, remember that the mind is a genius, right? And the subconscious mind, again, is responsible for your safety. It's responsible for keeping you alive. So it doesn't want you to feel pain. So if you've gone through things in the past where you got really hurt, there was a lot of pain, it's going to do everything it can to make sure that you don't have to feel that pain again. Now, again, the subconscious mind is is so smart in keeping you safe, but not at making you happy because it literally wants you to stay here for the rest of your life. It doesn't want you to grow. It doesn't want you to expand or evolve. It wants you to stay still, which is really important to know as we're going down this path that just because you feel afraid doesn't mean something's wrong for you. In fact, it's the exact opposite. It's your mind freaking out like, oh my God, I'm losing control. We're moving out of our comfort zone. Hell yeah. Who wants to stay there if you're not happy? Celebrate it. Like I get so excited now when I start to feel that discomfort because I'm like, oh, here we go. Like next level. And you know what's on the next level? All the stuff that you want. The next level version of you. Literally. Okay. So masking, right? So because the subconscious mind is trying to keep you safe, it doesn't want you to feel pain. So it keeps you distracted. Now. What are some of the ways that you can think of that you or people around you use as a way of bypassing their true feelings, right? This country, alcohol. And we've made it okay. We've made it normal. We've actually infused it into our culture. Is that a good thing? I mean, I watch people in the way that they use alcohol. It it fascinates me. Like I remember chatting to one of my best friends years ago about this and and he he was like, well, every day I come home from work and I have like two to three beers every single day. And he's like, do you think that's a problem? And I said, I think it's not so much what you do, it's why you do it. I said, if you have to have it every day, that's a problem. Like, why do you need it? I need it to relax. Now, we're not friends anymore, right? Because there was a bunch of other stuff going on. So. In that situation, he was using it to avoid feeling his true stuff. Because guess what? He would work a 10-hour day. He'd come home. Guess what? You're present because you're not distracted. You're not busy. So the first thing that he would do in that moment of, of actually having the opportunity to be with himself, he would distract alcohol. That's his strategy, right? To avoid having to feel what was going on, which guess what was like, a bunch of feeling unworthy and not good enough and um, really, really painful stuff, right? And this is our mind trying to spare us from feeling pain. But as we know, you can't run from it. So if that pain is in the subconscious, whether you face it or not, you can avoid stuff your whole life if you want. You could just drink three beers every night for the rest of your life and never have to face it. But you know what's going to happen is that if you feel unworthy and not good enough, you're never going to have relationships. Because you're simply not a match to it. You will sabotage every single event, every single opportunity that comes up that you could have a relationship 
you will sabotage it because it is out of alignment with your values, your beliefs. And your mind, remember, is seeking out more of what you believe. And you believe you're not good enough. So no one would love you. If that's your dominant belief system, you're going to find people that are going to validate that belief, right? So this is why it matters so much. We can avoid doing the work, but if we do, we're never, ever going to move beyond where we are right now. And are we okay with that? I'm not. (laughs) And I'm not okay that people are not taught this stuff and they don't understand the power that they have to very quickly change their life. I mean, the sessions that I have with clients in 90 minutes, they walk out of there in like a new person. A matter of reframing, focusing, understanding this stuff, it gives people their power back, right? And the power to choose and self-awareness. So if I go back to masking, so alcohol in this country is a big one. Drugs, sex, online dating, dating in general, obsessing about other people, sitting around like, because guess what? If your mind is preoccupied and busy, what are you not doing? Being present. Doesn't matter what you use. Social media, cell phones dating, food, drugs, alcohol, and smoking is another one. And do you know the biggest one is busyness, which is really interesting. And it's one that we have to unpick sometimes because we have often been taught to sort of wear busyness like a badge of honor, right? We feel good because we feel I'm so productive and we equate our productivity to our worth. That's another limiting belief that I work through with every single client. And I this was a big one for me as well. I had so much of my worth and my value tied up in how much I achieved. And I mean, this one took me years. Um, and even now, occasionally, I'll I'll check in with myself and be like, why, why do I want to do that? Is it because I'm trying to earn my value or because I'm trying to control something? Or because I actually feel like inspired to do that thing right now. And sometimes that old ego thing does creep back in, right? Like I said before, like Wayne Dyer, the ego tells you that you are what you do, what you have and what other people think about you. So we feel good when we're doing, we feel like we're earning worth. But at the core of that is a belief that we're not worthy now, right? So if we don't feel worthy now, guess what? That's showing up in every single area of your life. How can you receive abundance if you don't feel worthy? How can you be loved and receive love if you don't feel lovable or worthy of love? If you have, you know, fears fears of abandonment, of all these things, they are literally just in your subconscious manifesting, literally looking at your life, filtering it to make you right. So this is what we do, right? This is the internal work because we have choices, of course. We can outrun this stuff in theory, but people don't do very well, right? You can try and outrun pain for a while, but usually people end up having a breakdown or, you know, alcohol or drugs or whatever takes control or the busyness. They get into burnout because their body is not wired. Our bodies are not wired and they're not meant to work all the freaking time. They're not set up that way. But because we have a belief system that says, I need to work hard to be worthy, guess what? You're going to keep pushing yourself. But that's actually not a belief that's useful for you. And at the end of the day, we decide what our beliefs are, right? There actually is no right or wrong. And I was chatting to someone about this the other day, like everything that I teach really is kind of like anti how we're raised to be, right? 
people some people think that what I teach is teaching you to be selfish and from a human perspective yeah like society says that you need to be everything to everyone and yeah your value comes from how good you are to other people now that's actually not true you're inherently valuable and worthy because you are it's not about what you do but I would really challenge that and I would say you know people who are sort of inherent people pleasers and they bend over backwards and they do everything for everyone else they're operating in a real lack mentality because what's at the core of that I'm not enough as I am I'm not worthy as I am I have to do this for other people it's lack now what happens on the flip side if you start deciding I am so worthy and deserving of my own time my own attention my own love my own care and you started really loving and accepting yourself exactly as you are and you started putting yourself first you know what happens then is that you start overflowing and this the serving from the overflow right like you could start a podcast that streams in 61 countries i mean i could have burnt myself out today trying to look after 10 people in my life but instead I did stuff for me for my business for my goals for my health for my happiness and now I'm recording this podcast and how many people do you think hear this my impact is so much greater because I served myself first right and we have got to understand that we have to learn how to treat ourselves like someone we love okay that is this is all part of it it's such a key part, but honestly, you guys, I'm coming to the end. I'm running out of time. This, I think, is going to need a part two. So let me know what has resonated. What has come up? Do you have questions? Fire them through. Find me on Instagram. Send me an email. Send me a message, whatever. Um, but to sum up, okay, to sum up, you have the power to give meaning to every situation in your life, and you are giving meaning even when you don't realize. When you categorize something as, oh, it's because I'm not good enough. When you expect the worst, that's your subconscious mind categorizing things based on your current belief systems. This is happening 24-7, right? 24-7. So your power is in going internal, becoming self-aware, looking at your triggers, looking at your stories that you're telling yourself. Do you believe that you're worthy? Do you believe that you deserve love? Do you believe that you could be super abundant? Do you believe that you could get paid to do things that you love? Or do you believe that you have to have a job that, you know, all these beliefs, this is where we're going to need a part two. Or honestly, just message me and I will support you guys through this. This is what we do. And this is where those massive life changes come from super, super quickly. So thank you guys for showing up for yourselves. I'm so grateful to have you in my space. Have an awesome week. We'll talk soon. And that is a wrap. Thank you for showing up for yourself, for being here. And please let me know your aha moments. I want to hear all about them. For extra support, make sure you're following me on TikTok and Instagram at the Monica Ferguson. Check out the School of Greatness for self-study courses. And of course, if you want one-on-one mentoring, just DM me and I would love to have a chat with you. Go and slay the day. Thank you for being you. See you soon.